Thank you for joining us today. This is Sean Sean and Jose at the Friends I View podcast. And today we're going to be talking about Jose's favorite subject, killing babies. And catch That's not my favorite. You know, it's an important issue that we should discuss. I'm just, I'm just kidding about being your favorite, but still, it's <laughs> a fact that people try to pretend that it's not killing babies. It's like, what is it? Killing puppies? Nah, you get hung by your testicles if you talk about aborted puppies. Yeah. You know, <laughs> it's babies. That's what it is. No, it's just like you got a lot of people like trying to pretend that it's not a baby. It's like, what the fuck else is it? It's two humans that have sex. One gets pregnant and inside of them is a baby. Now, now we're going to talk about different topics and belief systems and different things, obviously, through this podcast. I just want to clarify to everybody out there. Say it for the people in the back since it's 2023. It's a, you know, it, it's funny that you should say that they classify it as a baby because you can't get away with that crap in a carpool lane. If you're the only person in there as a pregnant woman and you're in the carpool lane, you will get a ticket because you're only one person in the eyes of the law then. So what changes when you want to do what you want to do with your own body? All right. So, so I'm glad you put that on and that puts me into a little story. Mm-hmm. Well... <laughs> In 99, you know, I was stationed in San Diego. And the only reason I said is because you said carpool, right? Yep. Okay. And you, you brought up the story. <laughs> but, like, there was a bridge that went from, like, because Coronado Island is actually where the base is. Yep. Okay. And it's, it is just that. It's an island. And there's this big-ass bridge that connected San Diego to Coronado Island. Okay. And there were... And at that time, because like when I was leaving, they removed it. But at that time, when I was first there, you had to actually pay a toll <laughs> to get through. The exception to the rule was, was you, you could have a second person. So you could take kind of almost like a carpool lane into it to avoid paying. So what I would do is I had a blow up doll. <laughs> <laughs> and I would literally blow it up. And put it in the seat so that if anyone were to look, it would look like there were two people in the shit. There was only one. So one day I had a cop pull me over <laughs> to come up and and check out my guests. And he was just dying laughing. <laughs> he gave me a ticket. He still died laughing. <laughs> Apparently that is unacceptable. Yeah. But I get what you're saying where... See, so what they're doing is they're basing it off of the obvious inside of the car. Yeah, okay. Because you can't base it off of whether or not the woman is pregnant. Because could you imagine in today's world, if you were a cop, okay, based on on what's going on in the world, okay? Okay. Not from our world, not from when we were growing up. I'm talking the after 2000s world. Okay, okay. Of number one, asking a woman if she is pregnant, <laughs> or two, assuming that a woman is pregnant. And she's not. Yeah, it could be quite a predicament. Okay. So the easiest route is to be like, hey, look, your baby doesn't count <laughs> because number one, people lie. And then if you get it wrong, you end up on TikTok <laughs> and Facebook. Nice. And 
God only knows what will happen because is you gotta understand these people out here, you know, we kind of talked about a little bit on the, the woke culture and stuff. Yeah. Like and other podcasts where we talked about cancel culture. But you got people who will literally dox your family because they're upset with you, you know? Yeah. And it's like, look, as soon as you start posting where I can be found, where I live, my phone number, now we have a problem, you know? Yeah. And not only posting the information, people actually show up, <laughs> you know, which then brings us back to our second amendment talk, <laughs> the last podcast. Exactly. There you are. So, I mean, I can kind of understand why they don't constitute it because of that. But I'm saying merely from a medical standpoint, granted, I'm not a doctor. Uh, copy. Okay. But I did go through sex ed. I didn't claim out, and I've been around the I've been I've been around in the world for forty two years. A man and woman have sex. Woman gets pregnant. Inside of her is is a baby who is growing at different times. Okay, there's no puppy in there. There's no cat in there. There's no bird in there. Is it? It's a person. Matter of fact, within I think is what the first trimester, you can find out what sex they are. Because despite popular belief in 2023, Mother Nature picks that originally. <laughs> okay. So so at, during the first trimester, they can even determine if if it has a penis or not. Okay. So we're kind of developed here at this point. And Fair enough. Okay. So I think the real problem is just the honesty side of going, okay, it is a baby, and trying to pretend that it's something else. Now, we're going to talk about... I think different on both sides of the spectrum, you know? Okay. So, so what's your take up to this point? Like, <laughs> well, um, I don't know. Well, for me, you know, I've always, um, being that I was in the military, you know, we served our country, um, to preserve the freedoms that were giving to all of that were given to all Americans, you know, um, and based on that, I would say that I would wholeheartedly think that it's a woman's right to choose. Now, with that said, you do have women that, you know, may not want the, um, the male to be a part of, you know, raising the child or whatever, and they won't give the male the option of saying, hey, if I do have this baby, I don't want anything to do with it. Will you take it? And if the male says yes, maybe draw up a contract or whatever. And then so be it. Let the male raise the baby. And the woman has nothing to do with it. Because what we always normally see is that the woman, you know, does the abortion. And the male's okay with it. And that's it. That's the story we see. But we never see the other side where the male probably or most likely wants the baby but the woman doesn't so and 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 that's you know how we sh can we handle it a little bit better yeah we sure can you know is it you know but then you have if it's needed to be done because of a medical situation that may kill the mother carrying the baby you know other options there's other um gamuts of the story you know it could be medically ne a medical necessity that it needs to be done and they don't take or the people that 
are against abortions don't take that into consideration. There was a story recently that the Texas Supreme Court had um, ruled against a mother who was carrying a baby that the baby had some kind of, um, you know, I don't want to say malfunction, <laughs> but they had some kind of uh, um, problem that it would probably be dead or be born dead or something to that effect. And if the mother carried it to term, she, in essence, could have complications trying to have babies in the future. She literally had to go out of state in order to get the abortion because even for that um, medical condition that was proven by a doctor, they would not allow that to happen. You see, I think when it comes to this topic, because it's one of those topics like a lot of we keep talking about compromise, right? Mm -hmm. um, is where it's got to be. And even on this topic, it has to be that way. Yeah, yeah, sure. Of course. Um, the challenge with this particular topic is that you're never going to convince anyone or force them, because you can't force someone to believe anything anyway. Of course. Like, this is one of those topics that people are usually strong for, but mm -hmm. stronger guns. Okay. I think the real challenge comes from the people that are for it, and we're going to talk about both sides, but the ones that are for it, number one, um, like I said, not acknowledging what it is because that's what it is. It is a baby. Um, sure. Okay. Secondly, um, they use like small case scenarios to make their point, like incest and rape, right? Okay. Or medical medical things, right? Which if you actually look at the numbers, the actual numbers, because I'm a numbers guy, mm -hmm. that's less than 10%, you know? Okay. I mean, combined. So that's 90% that do not even fall within the, the scope of that, of those. Because that 10%, most even rational people who don't believe in abortion could at least look at that situation and be like, I do not agree with abortion, but in this particular case, I'm at least a little more open to hearing or at least open to the idea, you know? Okay. okay. Mm -hmm. And the thing is, but 90% are, are not that case, you know? So I, and then on the pro-life side of things, people always go, well, you can always... You know, obviously, protection is key. I'll wear condoms. Isn't, um, I thought I read somewhere that condoms is against um, some religions. True. Like Catholicism, I know. That. Exactly. See? So, so, those people are screwed either way. Yes. No, they're pun, not, they're, no pun intended. <laughs> you're going to have to pick your poison, okay? Exactly. You know, so, say like, you know, but, but under the religious guys, the religious guys is, well, you... You have sex when you're married. And obviously yeah. our world has made, and we talked about this a little bit, mm -hmm. we, we made drastic changes. And so then it requires a personal, a personal decision on your part. Okay. Yes. Because if you're going, if you're going to stick the religion route and go, through, we'll talk about religion on these podcasts, but if you're going to go the religious route and then you're going to go, okay, well, condoms are against my religion. Okay, well that's fine, but so is premarital sex. So that would that would 
that would be the case. But if you're having sex before you're married, which, like I said, there's no problem with that. It's a personal thing. We talked about this. Yes. Okay. But you're going to have to pick which part of the religion, because you can't be like, God's going to be upset with me because I used the condom, but not upset with me because I had sex before marriage, you know? Exactly. Yes. So you're going to have to pick... <laughs> <laughs> you can't you can't be on the high horse on one of those things yeah because those are two sides of the same coin yeah sure so so protection is number one and i know a lot of pro-lifers will be like well there's always adoption right that you'll hear about that and we talked yeah. about systems and we'll probably talk about multiple systems throughout this podcast but the adoption system is not even remotely good like it is mediocre at best and it's already overpopulated based on i don't have the numbers but i remember reading about them but the and then the problem is parents have preferences so okay like adoption parents yeah like they prefer young children yeah actually below the age of two and so if you're not adopted by the age of two or three, maybe four or five, your odd as you get older, your odds of even getting adopted mm -hmm. are drastically getting lower. Yeah. And so you already have that going on in a system that works, but obviously has problems that we need to address. Okay. All these systems work to a point, but at least we know what the problems are so that we can go ahead and try to rectify the issue but so so if you just add more children into the system then there'll be more and more and more children that get older without getting adopted and then hence the cycle goes to where you have somebody who turns 18 they've had no family unit okay no parents <laughs> no no brothers no sisters no aunts no cousins no uncles yeah and then what they do is they go into a different system yeah. called the jail system, the prison system, mm -hmm. because without any kind of, any kind of family unit at all, mm -hmm. you're greatly like they did studies on this. Like even without having a father in the home, mm -hmm. your chances of ending up in the prison system are exponentially increased by just not even having a father, let alone not having any. <laughs> any parent you know so it's like so before you go hey look adopt adoption is our thing then you go okay well cool before we start promoting adoption as our way around things let's start promoting a system or a way that people are eligible to who want who can who have the means or want to adopt are able to and start changing the thought process of the way that we are, especially Americans. You see it. Mm -hmm. um, you see it in everything, like cars. They always want brand new cars. They always want. Okay. They always want the puppy. They don't want the one who's been in the pound for ten years. You know, they want yeah. the puppy. It's like we need to get out of our mindset of this is what our preference is, and this is mm -hmm. what we want for ourselves to this is a human being that deserves love and who needs a family and of I want to have children and I can provide for them that what they need and they can provide for me what I need. Of course. Of course. Yeah. So I, I think 
neither side has really the best solution. But if we can take pieces of each, then I think we can we can make this work in a compromise. It can't be an all or nothing situation, you know. True, and 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 that's what I'm getting at. And and it makes sense the way you're putting it as well. You know, everything would probably be done better if compromise came into play. You know, we all pride ourselves in being responsible adults. Well, some of us, of course. And we you know we take pride in the fact that we can be reasonable most times. So why couldn't we be reasonable when it comes to situations like that? Why is it taboo to talk about? Also, I think the challenge comes from time frame. Okay, mm -hmm. I think. Okay. So, for instance, I know I was just reading because I didn't even realize it, but like. Mm -hmm. But like you can do abortions up to like twenty four months or something like that, and that months or weeks. I think it was twenty four weeks. Sorry, twenty four. Yeah, I was gonna say because that's gonna be a big baby that comes out of that woman. But you know, I'm saying like twenty four. <laughs> <weeks>. Yes, <laughs> that's like half a year. You know. Yeah. <laughs> so we are oh. well into the second trimester at this point. Yeah, and I know they're like. California and a few other states try to push it even further. Yes. Like third trimester, even after birth. And I know a lot of their kickback came from that because it's like, look, you can get a lot of lot of pro-lifers to at least hear from hear about, at least kind of on board. Yes. If you're talking the first trimester, because then because then you can be like, well, it's not fully formed yet, you know, we we're just now figuring out if it's a boy or a girl, you know, but it's not, you know, it's not really fully there. So you could probably get more support under the first trimester, but you have people trying to push for a full-blown baby. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, you're never going to get anybody on your side pro-life, you know? Exactly. If you're talking, let's, uh, let's do it at third trimester or later, you know? So I think it really boils down to picking their fights. I think there's too many people that want all of their lists. And we talked about that. Like everybody has wants on their list. It's like rights, rights are protected and rights exist as long as those rights don't supersede mine. You know? True. Yeah. And I have, I have people pro-life or pro-choice. They have wants of what they want. But you have 8 billion people on this planet. And though many similarities, you have to have a level of compromise, even on situations that you absolutely detest, you know? Okay. I mean, but then you also have those states that, yes, they want to push the envelope doing 24, 28 weeks. But then you also have states that want to do eight weeks. And some women just don't know that they're um expecting by eight weeks as well so yeah, what's that? so what does that mean does that mean that those states actually are pro-life just don't want to come out and say it no because i mean like i said i think a lot of challenges come from from what i was reading like i said i'm yeah. not a doctor by any stretch of the imagination but from what i was reading okay um the second trimester is when it starts to really start forming Hard yeah. and different things, you know. Gotcha. Okay. So I think 
I think the challenge is, because it may take a couple of weeks for you to even find out you are pregnant, you know? You are. Um, which, which is common occurrence, I'm assuming, because it, okay. from what I could take from women that I've known, dated, et cetera, any, anytime this conversation has come up, granted I have no children, is usually they find out when their period doesn't happen. <laughs> and then... And then then when they find out they're pregnant, they've been pregnant for about a week or two anyway at this point. Mm-hmm. So, so I think our real challenge and I think our, our thing that we should really look at is if we're going to compromise on that, I think we should, I think the compromise should be the first trimester. That gives you three months because that's what a trimester is, three months. Okay. To make that decision, you know, to find out if there's a health issue or find out you're pregnant or to review your options. Mm-hmm. And I think okay. in return, if we're going to force that, then I think that we should l- look at how do we fix these options, you know? Of course. Because I know right now, a lot of pro-lifers have problems. And I'm not saying that Planned Parenthood does not do other things for women's health. Of course. I'm sure they do. I'm sure there's, there's several things that they do. But they also do majority of the abortions, you know? Okay. And they get tax money. And I think in order to, in order to, to find a compromise, right? Mm-hmm. If we're going to give taxpayer money, because it's going to happen, it's always happened that they get taxpayer money. Oh, okay. I mean, financial responsibility of our government needs to be at least 10 podcasts that we have where we just talk about different segments and try not to make it boring, you know? Okay. But I think, I think in order to, to help with both sides of things, mm-hmm. I think the taxpayer money that's given to them, none of it should ever go to abortions. It should go to the health side of things, like the women's health thing, and okay. smears or whatever other stuff that they do. I'm sure. Sure. List of. Okay. Right. Yeah health things that they do. I don't know them off the top of my head. And they should have to prove that all the money is going there. And in return, inside of that health side of things, there should be condoms or plan B. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure. Birth control shots and different things. Because I think that is a valid way to appeal to both sides. Because I know pro-lifers would be like, no, don't give any money to them, right? It's like, number one, you have no control of where the money goes anyway. True. And most of your money goes to things you would never approve of in the first place. Yeah. Okay. So, Fair enough. And all, all you really get to do is complain about it. Yeah. But if we could at least meet halfway and be like, look, you don't want abortions, okay. Then they'll use the taxpayer money for all the house stuff that they're doing, which most people would agree are good good things to contribute to, right? Yeah, sure. And then birth control pills, shots, plan B pills, you know, which is you take after in case you, you know what I'm saying, like the condom and Yeah, of course. You, know, you took it, you know. Yeah. So this way, mm-hmm. this way you are helping to prevent the situations that would cause for the, the, the abortions in the first place. Of course. So I think that is a, 
because obviously the adoption thing we already talked about, not a viable option. The system needs a revamp quite a bit. Okay. So I think this would be the best possible solution of how to address these two very polar opposite sides of this. Now, do you think by the Supreme Court ruling that it should be based on the states that it further divides our country? So this is this is kind of a <laughs> so so to start off with this, I believe that the federal government should have the least amount of power possible. Okay. I think it should be like with security. You get the least amount of access that's needed in order to do your job. Gotcha. Okay. I think the federal government should have the least amount of power that is required to do its job. Okay. I think certain subjects can be done on the federal level. Okay. Like equality, religion, free speech, Second Amendment. You know, basically the Bill of Rights. <laughs> okay. Okay. Because it is their job to protect these fundamental rights. Okay. I do think that there are certain circumstances and different rights or or different things that should be done on a state level, such as abortion, marijuana, stuff like that. Because the states represent, like the equality thing has to be federal. Because you don't want, I wouldn't want my buddy Jose being treated differently in Florida than being treated than in Kansas, than in New York or California. Of course. I would want my buddy Jose to be treated equally no matter where he went. Um, so I think there's certain things that have to be done on the federal level, but like marijuana, I think medical marijuana should be allowed in all states, but I think the state should have the right to decide if it if it's for recreational or not. Yeah. Um, same with abortion. I think that the only way you're going to have a real compromise on abortion, because like I said, compromise is the hard thing. We don't, okay. I mean, we've been, I mean, how many years since Roe versus Wade? Oh my gosh. Like 40? <laughs> at least, at least, yeah. So... So since then, there has been literally no compromise whatsoever on the topic. And it's just as polarizing. So I think the only way that we can we can really find a compromise is we understand the problems in cities and, and our systems and different things. We have pro we we understand there's problems. Because we have to try out different things to see what works. When we made abortion legal throughout the country, it didn't work, meaning there were still problems, there were still challenges, there were still, because it was only one way, and the only, and the way was just to allow it. And then when it was just allowed, then people tried to push it even further, like we just talked about, where they were trying to push it to like literally the day of delivery. And... It's like, that's not a compromise. The only person, the only person who compromised was the people who were pro-life because in their particular state, it something they disagreed with was legal. Okay. So I think the way that you can do a compromise, and I think an effective way to do a compromise, at least on a topic like this, is to A, let the states decide. Or B, do kind of what we are talking about, where 
the taxpayer money that is going to Planned Parenthood and all these organizations has to be proven that it does not go like every quarter, just like with a business. Okay. That the, and I think anybody who receives government funding should every quarter release their financials to say, hey, this is where the money's going. Okay. But to go, hey, look, it's not going toward abortions, but it's going toward birth control. It's going toward um, educational classes, psychology courses, you know, all these different health things. Medical physicals, yeah. That they do outside of abortions, you know? Gotcha. So I think those are really A or B are your options here. It's okay. Which one but, do you want? You know? But the states, but leaving it up to the states and some states making it outright illegal, where's the compromise in that? So for me, that's further dividing our country because now you're going to have- It's already divided on this topic. Of course, but it's also dividing it further. And that's why I think it should have been left at the federal level because, you know, you have, then you, now you're going to have people that are moving to states because they're for or against abortion. So it's like division. There is, is nothing is perfect. Looking like division is the only, it's, well, division seems to me like division is the only way the United States is going now. So what happens? Where is it going to end? How much further can we be divided? I don't think there is an end because like said, nobody's willing to truly compromise. Unfortunately. That's the problem is nobody's, tr and I think it boils down to really what I've been saying this whole, this whole time. There's a whole bunch of people not honest about things. And because of that, they're not compromising at all on, on topics that they need to compromise on. And if they would just compromise, everybody's just so used to getting their way. That's what it is, you know? Yeah. Because like when you look at pro-lifers, typically are pro-lifers are typically, and not in all cases, but typically very religious. Sure. Okay. There is, there is. And, and they're, probably, they're probably the ones that are doing the most dirt. But anyway, go ahead. Yeah. I mean, there's nothing wrong with being religious. The problem is, is, is anybody who knows that the biggest part of religion is that there's very little compromise and room for compromise on religion because you are taking it as you're taking this perceived idea, which we'll talk about in our whole podcast. Okay. And you're making it the absolute truth when there is literally no truth anywhere in any science, in any history, in anything, in any person's life. I have never met one person who shook the hand of Jesus and has met him, took a picture with them. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, of course. And they're going, this is, this is what this deity said. And I'm not just picking on Jesus. I'm picking on Muhammad. I'm picking on all of them. Okay. Uh, is, is a belief is not a fact. It is your truth, which means it's a subjective truth. A belief is not an ob objective truth. An objective truth is an absolute fact, a truth. Okay. That no matter who you are, no matter what it is, this is what it is. Gravity yeah. is a perfect right. example. I don't care what scientist you are. <laughs> I don't care even if you are a scientist. You are never going to disprove gravity. That is an objective truth. You know? Okay. Fair enough. And so okay. what they do is they go, hey, this deity says it's illegal or their pastor says it's illegal or 
it's killing babies or whatever their belief system is. And it's hard to, you're never going to persuade them to go against their deity. Yeah, of course. But the problem is, is they got to understand that not everybody follows your deity. Yes. Not everybody believes in your deity. Now, you want to believe in your deity. That's fine. Religion is a personal thing. It's a personal what you believe and what you, what drives you. Yeah, exactly. Okay. So, my life should not affect you at all. Sure. Your life should affect you, but my life should never affect you. Now, if my life personally affects you, and there are circumstances where my life choices can affect you. Sure. That's where you have laws. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Like, like if I decide to rob my friend Jose, <laughs> yep. you know, yeah, my life now affected yours. <laughs> yeah, of course. I actually laws against that. And that's how we operate as societies. We okay. Yep. We we there was some level of compromise on a societal level to make us work together. Okay. We need to take that same kind of compromise with these topics that are way too hot to handle. <laughs> that you're never gonna persuade and that's the problem, is you have too many yeah. people trying to persuade people the yeah. other way. And it's like no, no, no. You're never going to persuade them. You just got to understand them. We just, yeah. Understand them enough so that we can all coexist. And then if we're all wrong and there is some deity out there who's like, look, you're fucked if you kill babies. Well, guess what? If you haven't had an abortion, you're never going to find out what that meant. And if you had an abortion, well, you're fucked. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> sure. That individual is <laughs> not you. So it's like, so it's like, so I mean, I think it just boils down to just compromising. We're going to have to do it. And well, doing less and less and less compromise. And what is happening is US is becoming more and more and more divided. Yeah. To the point where I would actually argue, I know people talk about it. Mm hmm. But I know the news plays a factor. I don't think the United States is as divided as we think it is. I think the media is really good at what they do. Of you know, purposely pushing it. True. And adding to the fire to the constantly keep it flamed to the point to where you're like, what's next? You know? Man, maybe that's a plan. Because I can't think of anybody who would purposely bombard people with negative shit 24-7 <laughs> for, yeah. for no apparent reason. <laughs> yeah. I mean, but unfortunate, unfortunately, they're just reporting the news, you know? But I mean, yes, I have, and there are positive uh, news segments as well. I mean, they have one in... Um, Board scores do not count Jose. No, 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 no. They have, I, I, I watch, you know, I work from home. So sometimes I do watch CBS mornings um, with, uh, what is it, uh, with Nate, Gail, and. Uh, um, nobody, I don't even know who that person is. That, <laughs> that means nobody watched that shit. No. Jose. Well, I watch it and, you know. Yeah, that's one person out of 350 million. You're no. the entire customer base. 
they have a segment on there called Kindness 101, you know? So it's not everything that's negative. Getting honest here, Jose. Yeah. I've heard of this. This is the first time I've heard of this. CBS Mortgage. Oh, talk my God. about this. Oh, wow. That means, that means in 350 million people, I have found one person, my best buddies and partners. They wouldn't be on the air if they didn't get any ratings. <laughs> so obviously, obviously other people are watching them. Not what just, time is it? Was that uh, another one? It's, uh, it starts at 7 a.m. on CBS, 7 to 9, that, Monday because, Friday. That's just because they're watching after school closing. <laughs> no, I'm telling you. You remember those days of watching the news early in the morning just to see if you didn't have to go to school today? Um, oh, yeah, I remember that when we didn't, yeah, when the school closed because of snow or something else. Yeah. To there's Tony DeCopo, Nate Burleson, and Gail um, King. I don't know who any of these people are, so that means either they're a figment of your imagination or they're one person. Of course you know Gail King. Gail King is Oprah Winfrey's best friend. I'm going to be honest. Since Oprah, said potentially, and now I'm not saying she did it, but quoted, quoted it's uh, all those houses in Hawaii, I haven't paid attention. Well, it's CBS. <laughs> it's called CBS Mornings, and they have a segment on there called Kindness 101. How long so is that segment? So not everything How is, long is that segment. But even then, there, How long is that, there, that segment is, I want to say maybe five to 10 minutes, yeah. you know? And the other, but there's also, but, but, no, no, but there's also, uh, there's other segments on CBS mornings that they have, um, one, one, uh, anchor that travels to other parts of the country and there he doesn't know where he's going until the morning of the trip and he once he touches down he has to um come up with a story without you know just from that area where he touches down where his plane touches down and once he gets on the ground he has to find a story and it's it that's a that's a positive uh new segment as well so it's it's not all negative. It really isn't. Not no, not from I'm just not from CBS morning from what I when I I'm, I'm saying ninety percent. That's that's yeah. still too high for me. Hey, look, <laughs> I'm gonna be honest. I don't really watch the news like that. I watch panda videos because I'm a real man. Yeah. <laughs> that if you okay. want something good, you want something to cheer you up. You have to watch baby pandas playing. Okay. Like that's it. That's that's that's. that's, that's. <laughs> you know, I'm glad. I'm I'm glad at the end of this uh, podcast that we're able to to laugh because the podcast was such a serious topic. But it all boils down to yes, compromise. Years we've been friends for so long. Of course, but compromise. E everything is done. Everything can be resolved if you compromise. You care. What did I say in in previous podcasts? If you treat others the way you yourself would want to be treated, this world would be a much better place. Just and I stand by that. I might even put that on my tombstone. Not my not tombstone pizza. <laughs> you know what I put on mine? You know what I'm putting on mine? What is that? <laughs> I'm haunting all of your asses. <laughs> <laughs> he who reads this will be haunted. <laughs> no, I'm haunting all of your asses. <laughs> wow actually actually I had a girlfriend once we joked about that I said if I 
just to let you know, if, um, if I die before you, you ain't getting bit ever again. Because I'm going to be like turning on lights. I'm going to be making sounds. I'm going to be opening up doors. <laughs> throwing shit at them. <laughs> wow. And uh, I stand true to that. It'd be the same with Ennis's. Like if I, if I die first, oh yeah, yeah she ain't getting dick ever again. <laughs> well let's hope that doesn't happen <laughs> no this would just prevent her from poisoning me at some point there you go <laughs> there you go you gotta, yes you gotta keep them motivated to not take you out most definitely <laughs> most, most definitely because you know everybody who's ever been married or in a serious relationship if they ever asked their girlfriend if they ever contemplated taking out their man at some point during that relationship, no matter how much they love them, no matter how much they care, it's it's crossed their minds. Oh, I'm place. sure. <laughs> yeah. But then, you know, I'm pretty sure if you ask those men the same question, they would pretty much, uh, I would say that 60 to 70% of them would say, yeah, of course. <laughs> well, Even if they were joking. <laughs> Usually joking, but it's like, hey. Exactly. Especially one of those heated moments where you're like trying to explain something that logically makes sense in your head, but no matter how much you say it, it doesn't make sense to them. <laughs> Fair enough. Fair enough. Sure you've had those. <laughs> <laughs> Indeed. All right, buddy. It's been a good All right. Always a pleasure. Always a pleasure. Thank you for the conversation. And we had this uh, hot button topic. What should we talk about next week? I don't know yet, to be honest. Let me think about it. But let us think about it. Yeah, you know, yeah, we can talk about whatever. All right, buddy. Until All right. Have a good one. Thank you for joining the friends I view today. If you loved our conversation, don't forget to hit that subscribe button, share with friends, and stay tuned for our next episode. Until then, keep the conversation going.